This is the Worship Atmosphere Podcast, episode number three, The Importance of Humility. We've got a fabulous episode for you today to help us keep our hearts in check and make sure that we stay humble as servants of God. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Troy King, and I know that ministry is a tremendous blessing, but it's also challenging and sometimes lonely. I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. Together, we'll explore the mindset and heart set of ministry so that you can nurture a worship atmosphere in your church where people can encounter God and worship Him freely. This is the Worship Atmosphere Podcast. Welcome back to the Worship Atmosphere Podcast, episode number three. Hope you've enjoyed the first two episodes so far. I've been deeply blessed. Um... In, in, in bringing those concepts to you, and uh, I pray that your life is, has experienced a po- positive change because of them. I pray that you're blessed. So today we're talking about the importance of humility, because if we are not humble, then, uh, well, <laughs> we're in for a very unpleasant eternity. So uh, let's talk about humility. Now, uh, leaders are servants, first and foremost. Uh, We are in God's service. He's not in our service. He's not not doing our bidding, but we are doing His, His will. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 20, 16, So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. I try to teach that to my kids all the time when we're getting in the car, right? They, they all want to be first. And it's like, hey, wait a second. You know what? It doesn't matter who gets in first. As long as we all get in the vehicle and uh, you know get to where we're going. So we are servants of God. And as servants, we need to keep ourselves humble as such. Now, in the book of Acts, King Herod Agrippa accepted the people's worship, right? The The townspeople were wanting to gain his favor. So he, he made a speech and they worshiped him to appease him. Herod put on his royal robes, sat on his throne and made a speech to them. The people gave him a great ovation, shouting, it's the voice of a God, not of a man. Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. Gross. It's so important that if someone tells you, great job on that message, awesome worship set, That was really powerful. Make sure that if you get any compliments, that you give the glory to God. I'm not saying that you're going to get worms and die. That's not what I'm saying. That's what happened to Herod. But we have to be careful. And and I know sometimes we need some positive responses because ministry is, is lonely. It can be hard. It can be a challenge. And it's nice to get some feedback. And don't feel bad if you feel good. (laughs) 
right? <laughs> Someone gives you a compliment, don't feel bad for feeling good. Okay, they were blessed. Take your joy from the fact that the Lord touched them through the ministry that you participate in, that you've been entrusted to. So feel good about it, but give glory to God. Right? Herod should have given God to, uh, glory to God, but he didn't. He kept it for himself. So when you receive that positive compliment, thank the person, be courteous, and give God praise. Give God glory. Because he's the one who gave you that message. He's the one who gave you that song set. He's the one whose presence was there to bless the people. Give him praise and glory. Then you'll be fine. Now, for my fellow worship leaders, you need to be especially careful. And I'm talking to myself on that one, too. Our own talent can sometimes bring along an inflated ego. Right? You hit that high note. And the congregation responds, oh, praise the Lord. You're thinking, that was my high note. Yeah, I did that. Or I sang that song so well. Or I played the guitar uh, lick really great. Or I was really jamming on those drums with the keyboard. And our ego can sometimes get inflated. <laughs> Being a musician for most of my life, I know the feeling. When you do something well, yeah, like, yeah, I did it. I knocked that one out of the park. That was a good job. Or even competition with others, right? Divisiveness within the worship team. If you have a singer who's really great and a singer who's, who's good, there can be a rift between the two uh, if there becomes any sort of competitive nature. And there's nothing wrong with being competitive, but when it turns sickly, when it turns... Uh, ugly that's a problem that's that's an issue within the worship team that will have to be addressed we don't want to compete with others now in scripture there are possible indications that lucifer may have been uh, a musician or at least he was one who who gave glory to god but he was he was in the upper ranks right we know that he was in the upper ranks Isaiah 14.12 tells us this. How you have fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. So, shining star, son of the morning, that sounds like a pretty prestigious position. But in the end, he desired worship for himself. Maybe his voice was too pretty. Maybe he sang all the high notes really well. Maybe he played the drums awesomely. Maybe he was really good at the pipe organ. I don't know. But something got in to his heart, into his spirit, whatever it was, and he wanted to be worshiped. He wanted to be glorified, even when he was tempting Jesus, right? Bow down and worship me. He didn't say, give me control of the earth. Let me have authority. Because he already sort of had authority in the earth. But uh, what he wanted, what his sole purpose when he had an audience with Jesus, was, will you worship me? 
Did ego and pride get the better of him? Is that what turned him? As worship leaders, we need to be really careful that the applause, that the congregational response, we can be a really good cheerleader and get the people whipped up and there's no presence of God. It's true. It's true. I'm, and I say this with all humility, uh, I've been told I'm a very good worship leader. And I put a lot of passion into what I do. And I love doing it. Um, so I, and I give glory to God for that, for the talent and the passion he's given me. <laughs> okay? I accept no praise. But I've been told I'm very good. Um, and there's been times where I have really amped up the crowd. I've really gotten them excited. Now, if God isn't there, it's worthless. If God isn't in it, then it's just me getting them excited. There's no real value in that. But I could come away and think, boy, I really had a great service today. Oh, be quiet. <laughs> How dare you? No. I want the crowd to be excited because the presence of God is there. I want people to be excited because Jesus is coming down the center aisle and he's blessing people and healing people as he's coming. Glory, hallelujah. That's what I want to see. It doesn't matter my talent or ability. So we have to be really careful as worship leaders that we don't let our own talent or our, or our, or our own ability cloud the purpose for why we're there. Or receive any praise that's that's not due to us, which is you know we don't deserve any praise, um, really, at the end of the day. But it's nice to get it's nice to get it when we do, uh, and then we give glory to God. Jealousy is another issue, like we talked about just a moment ago. We have a really great singer and a really good singer. The one can be envious of the other, and and even beyond that, okay. Um, I know someone who their ministry is just, it's, it's, it's the hockey stick thing. It was going fine for a while and then shoom, it just took off, took off like nobody's business. And I have to admit, I was envious, right? I was envious for what the Lord was doing in their, in their life. And we need to be careful that when we're jealous for somebody else's talent or ability or their opportunity, or their spiritual giftings, that we keep our heart in check. Because if our attitude or our, purpo our purpose shifts from God, then heaven help us, because we are in a bad way. Um, it's okay to want the things of God. To be envious of, like, boy, you know, I heard uh, uh, over in that other church, God really poured out his spirit, and I'm jealous of that. There's nothing wrong with, with wanting you know, the things of God in your church service. Absolutely not. But when it turns into a distaste for the other person because they're being used of God, when, when, you, when your jealousy manifests itself into, well, they're, I, I, don't, I don't even want to hear of them having an awesome church service because it's just going to make me mad because I want a happy church service. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm frowning right now. I'm, I'm just, I'm mad because I, I want a move of God 
I'm going to frown all the way. No, 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 no. If, if someone else has an amazing worship service or someone sings an awesome solo or, or someone preaches an awesome message at your church, you praise God for them. You thank the Lord for what he's doing and that people are being blessed. And then if you want that for yourself, and by, by, by for yourself, you know what I mean. If you want that in your church service, then you go to God and you do what you got to do to get it. You take your jealousy and you you go further with it. You you uh, go further with your with your uh, your sacrifice, your submission, whatever it is that you need to do. You get a hold of it. You get a hold of God. You spend time in your prayer room. You spend time fasting. You spend time reading God's word. You do what you got to do to get God's blessing, God's favor, God's anointing. But don't be mad at the other person because they're receiving. Because you don't know what they're doing to get it. You don't know what sacrifice they're making to get that revival in their church. Think about that. You see a great outpouring in someone's ministry. What are they giving up in return for it? Oh, glory. Hallelujah. What are they giving up in return? What are you willing to give up in exchange for it? Oh, Lord, that's a whole different... Close the door in your prayer room and just disappear in the presence of the Lord on that one. Let's look at 2 Corinthians. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from, be from becoming proud if you are seeking revelation, is there a price to pay? Is there a cost to that? Because Paul received it. He received a thorn in his flesh. He received a thorn, a messenger from Satan to keep him humble, lest he become proud. What happens if we do receive the blessings of God? Will we remain proud? Or uh, will we remain humble? Are we going to have humility? Or are we going to think, well, I really earned it this week. No, no, friend. <laughs> you did not earn it. It's a grace gift from God all the way. So let's be careful. Okay, and how we respond to the blessings when they do come. Right? If the Lord should be so kind to bless us with a gift, let's be careful with how we respond to it. It doesn't matter when you're called as long as you are called. I've had this thought many a time where I look at someone who's... Uh, uh, Carrie Job, for example. Very talented singer, songwriter. Called to uh, ministry from an early age. Very accomplished. She has like, degrees and, and pastoral certificates and stuff. And I look at her ministry compared to mine. I didn't get called into ministry until I was early 30s. And I think, man, I really missed out. If only I would have been called. If only I would have responded earlier. Oh, the things I could have done. Oh, the accomplishments I could have by now. I've missed so much time. And I, it turns into a point of regret and lament that 
they got to start earlier and look at all that they have and I'm starting so late and I'll never attain all of that. In Matthew 20, Jesus tells the parable of the workers in the field. You call some in the morning for a day's wage, call some in the afternoon for a day's wage, call some in the evening for a day's wage. And at the end of the day, those who were called earlier said, well, why do we get paid more than the guy who uh, just joined on an hour ago? Those who worked all day thought they should get more. And those who came later were just happy to have a job because they've been standing around all day not being used. Now they're useful. Now they're getting a reward. Jesus answered one of them, Friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous because I am so kind to others? Didn't we just talk about jealousy a moment ago? Now, I... When I was putting this together and I read that, I had, I had to laugh because I, I could not... I couldn't have put it together better myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is a message from God, I'm telling you. Um, you know, we, we can't be jealous because someone started earlier or later because they have and you have not. You know, God is going to pour out his riches. He's going to distribute as he sees fit. And he's not being unfair in doing so. Now, did I come into ministry later than other people? Yes, I did. But you know what? Glory, hallelujah, I'm happy to have a calling. I'm happy that God found me on the side of the road and said, hey, you want a job? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Please and thank you. I'm happy just to be here. I'm happy just to be here. I'm happy. Yeah, I could have accomplished more. But you know what? That's not, I, I can't go back and change it. I can't go back and change my thoughts and decisions earlier in life. I wasn't ready. I wasn't focused. I wasn't suitable to be used for God at that point in time. But thank God I am now, or I'm trying to be, right? <laughs> Lord, I pray that I'm suitable for your, to be used of you. Don't worry about someone who started later or sooner than you someone who has more, who's done more, if you are called and God is using you, then glory, hallelujah, be happy and praise the Lord and don't be jealous of what someone else has or doesn't have or what they did or didn't do or what they're going to do because do what the Lord has called you to do and that's all you need to worry about. A friend of mine said, I've been asking the Lord uh what should I do? Uh, what's my ministry? And, and God said, just sing. That's it. Just sing. And I remember a time back when I first started leading worship, that was all I was supposed to do was just lead worship. But now, seven years later, the Lord is telling me to do other things. Start a Facebook Bible study group. Start a podcast. Now the Lord is asking me to do other things. 
So don't worry about what other people have. Don't be jealous. Just respond to the calling that you have right now and God will take care of the rest. Case in point, 1 Peter 5 and 6. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the right time, oh Jesus, at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Aren't you thankful for our Lord Jesus Christ? Aren't you thankful that God is so loving and kind? We don't have to worry about elevating ourselves and what we have. God will provide. Just listen to his voice. Just do the things that he's asking you to do and he will lift you up. He will elevate you at the right time when you are ready. Just make sure that you are humble. Make sure that you keep your thoughts and your heart in check. Lest he fire you. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What a horrible, horrible thing to be dismissed from ministry. Not because you accomplished your work, but because you didn't do the work. Oh boy. Oh boy. Don't worry about what others are doing or gaining status. As long as you're doing what you're designed to do, what you're called to do, that's all that matters. So I pray that you will meditate on this and be blessed, that, that the Lord will speak to you and that you will hear his voice. Look in your heart. Where is it at? Think about it. Pray about it. And seek after the Lord and what he wants for you and from you. So uh, if you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. Give us a like. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe through the website, worshipatmosphere.com. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. God bless. We'll see you next time.